if you have an idea, if you have a passion, if there's something that you want in your life, you have to do it. You have to find a way. You have to um, stay up really late or wake up really early or ask for help, whatever that looks like. Hey everyone, this is your host, Robin Copernicus. Welcome back to the show. And on today's show, we have another resilient founder visionary with us, Allison Cousins, who is working on a dating app. And Allison actually has a very common story that a lot of people have where they're working a full-time job. They have all these other responsibilities, but they're also keeping their passions alive. So I can't wait to learn a little bit from Allison on how she's making this happen when so many people don't go out for their dreams. Here we have someone that's making it happen. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited as well. So for those that are unfamiliar with your work, let people know a little bit about your journey, what you're working on, and how you got to the point where you are right now. Sure, yeah. So my story actually starts back in 2018. I got divorced and I have two small children. And after things, the dust settled, I started using dating apps. And I found that the dating apps that were available are just not efficient especially for a single mom who's working working full time, has two kids and is trying to keep up with my social life and exercise regularly. And there's all these other priorities that I have in my life that it was just really hard to efficiently and effectively meet somebody who shared common interests with me and that I connected well with. And so through my experience of using dating apps, I would meet a number of really awesome people and have great conversations, but the amount of time that you spend swiping and messaging and then may or may not meet was just inefficient. And I came to the conclusion that um, ultimately, if you really want to know whether or not you have chemistry with somebody, you have to meet them in person first. And so that's where the idea of approach was created was like, why isn't there an app that helps bridge that gap between meeting in person and online dating? And so I was actually on a run. I was on mile six out of mile 10. And I had one of those moments where you like completely forget where you are. I forgot that I was even running. And like the idea of approach, the actual name approach was like popped into my head in this moment. And I saw another runner pass me. We had a very genuine smile and interaction. And I was just like, man, I'm not the type of person that's going to stop and introduce myself and ask this person out or see if there was any chemistry or connection there. But I was like, why isn't there a tool? Technology is available to all of us in so many different ways, but why is there not a tool uh, that allows us to connect with people who are like-minded, already sharing similar interests and doing things in similar spaces? And so that was how the idea was birthed. And I, the rest of my run, I started snowballing into this idea and I was like, I'm gonna make it. That, that was day one. And day two, I sat on it for about 24 hours. And day three, I brought my friend in who is also having a very similar experience. We're both runners and we're both, we both are teachers actually, and have a lot of similar passions and really like strong work ethic. And I thought there would really be no better person than to work with than her. And she is now my co-founder. Her name is Riley Foster. But brought her on. I told her all about the idea and she was like, you had this idea for 24 hours and you didn't tell me because I'm the kind of person that I process verbally and I wanted to involve everybody. So we got talking about it and realized that there was a huge gap in the dating market and we wanted to connect people in person. And then we realized that doing that, there's a lot of safety concerns, right? Because there's a lot of creepy people in the world and we would never want to connect people in the dark alley or 
create put it put anyone in a position that was unsafe and so that was where we brought in this idea of partner businesses which are small businesses restaurants they can be chain restaurants whatever where they're going to provide a safe place for our users to meet and they can offer specials within our app and so that is the the stickiness of the idea and the novelty that is really not existent in any of the current platforms right now. And we are really excited. We've just launched in St. Louis in mid-July. And that was our MVP version where we know there's a lot more growth to doing, but we just have to put something out there and you have to get user feedback and you want to make sure that you're building upon something that's efficient and brings value to the people that are going to be using it. And we've learned a tremendous amount so far. The, just the process of putting something into the hands of users is super exciting. It was a really big honor. And I think now we're just in that process and we're, we're refining and we are um, developing the more built out version of what we have in mind for like a premium version for the app and looking to raise additional funding so that we can continue doing this. And um, looking forward to launching into another market outside of St. Louis. We're looking into Kansas City in March of next year. So that's where we are now and like the big vision and how approach came to be. And I can tell you a little bit too about the user experience if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when you're using the app, it's a little bit different than the traditional like swipe left for no and swipe right for yes. So you'll see what's called a radar and it's it's very similar to a radar and there's profiles that are shown and they're in your five mile vicinity. So you're basically only seeing the people that are in your area and that are ready and willing to meet. So you can turn your visibility on or off at any point. So the idea is that you're really trying to connect in person as soon as possible because all the time that you spend messaging beforehand could really be wasted if you never end up meeting. And so we're trying to connect people at these partner businesses. So you see your radar and you can click on a profile. You'll see you know, basic information about that person. And then when you, if you do want to meet that person, you send them what we call a nudge. A nudge is a proposal to meet another user at one of our partner businesses. And so when you send your nudge, uh, the list of suggested locations comes up and that's where our partner businesses are listed. And they can offer a special within the app. So most of them are offering like a buy one, get one free beer or buy one, get one free coffee, double scoop of ice cream, just depends on the type of business, but making it an affordable way too. The idea is that it's, it could be anywhere from a 20 minute cup of coffee to the whole night. We wanna make sure that we're providing the opportunity to like see if there's chemistry and then you know, maybe you have time to continue spending time with that person or maybe it was just like I need to know if this is something that I want to spend my time pursuing. You send a nudge and then you do have the ability to connect via a messaging feature for 24 hours because some people are a little bit more hesitant to meet somebody where you have really no background information on them and you want to like just do a small vibe check and make sure that you truly want to meet that person. So that's the idea and it's very simple like we our design and our branding is just very simple. We want it to be more about connecting people in person than about anything else like that is our ultimate goal like we truly believe that you can't gauge chemistry you can't gauge attraction you can't gauge interest unless you are in front of that person and then the other cool thing about it is that the idea spawned in the middle of covid and all of the dating statistics right now are really focused on the fact that people are really looking to in intentionally connect everybody's really tired of all the swiping tired of the messaging they're tired of the current and they're frustrated by the current platforms right now and so the timing of our launch and our release and our growth, we hope to be integral to the point where our main demographic, which is 
uh, predominantly millennials are ready for something new. They're ready for that authentic experience. They're ready to be genuine and connect with other people in an efficient and genuine way. So that's the kind of broad picture. I hope that really does it justice. But yeah, we are so excited to be in the App Store. We're, we definitely know we have a lot of work to do and have learned a lot along the way and just happy to be Allison, for every startup founder that's out there, there's always a lot of work to do. It is a work in progress. We can never be perfect for sure. But how amazing is that? Like, how exciting? Like, a lot of founders, they get to this point where they're waiting for this launch. And then you've just hit this milestone in July, which is not too long ago. What did it take for you to get to that point? How did you plan out your launch? What was your launch strategy? Yeah, so we, myself and my co-founder, we're both located in St. Louis and St. Louis has a really perfect market for what we're looking for, to do. So the, the community is really driven by small businesses and all of the community really values supporting these local and small businesses, which is awesome. And this is what the, the idea of Approach is you know, meant to do is connect people and support and bring customers to these small businesses, especially in the wake of COVID when a lot of these hospitality industries were hit pretty hard. And so our strategy behind our launch was to really build a user base, like our first user base. and realized very quickly that is those are going to be the people that we need to gather feedback from right so this is our mvp most basic version of the app so we wanted to put it out there and through that um, launch we wanted to be able to have get the information and the investment from our first users where we would know that they would be willing to bring it back provide us feedback and so that we can make sure that we're truly creating our product that brings value to them and so we recruited over 50 partner businesses in St. Louis that are already represented on our app, offering specials on a daily basis, and had over 300 beta users signed up. So invited all of our beta users to download the app first. And then we had two big events on the weekend of our launch where we just invited our whole community out, everybody within our social media networks to come out. We tried to get as many downloads as possible. We got, I think, over a thousand downloads, gave out a free beverage to everybody who came and showed us that they downloaded it, but really just had an opportunity to connect with people and make sure that this is something that they, one, understand the user experience, and two, it's something that they would use and bring value to them. So the idea behind our launches are, is mostly we want to be able to start small and then scale quickly by bringing on more partner businesses and then that will help build our user base. So the other cool thing about our relationship with our partner businesses is that they are doing our marketing for us and with us. So all of our partner businesses on their Instagrams and their social media accounts are now you know, advertising that we are a safe location for you to meet on approach, check out this new dating app. And so they're directly marketing to all of their community who already invests in them. And um, so it's just giving us a lot more visibility and traction through, our, through those partner businesses. You're, for these partner businesses, how are they promoting your app? So mostly it's through their social media, but they also have storefront decals. So if you were to walk by and you see our decal, oh, I could go on a date here. And likely they are offering a special, which is cool because one of the frustrations from men particularly is that it's expensive. You're expected to pay. It is 2021, but unfortunately, it's really hard for people to have that conversation. And we highly encourage. And one of the things that we eventually want to do is be able to help provide tips and dating advice and like have, allowing people to help connect um, some of the gaps in the awkward you know, first dates, but that was just a side note. The, the other way is through a lot of materialistic marketing in their storefronts, at their host stations, and then all through their social media accounts. 
Okay. How, how are you making this app work? Because this app, you need some form of critical mass for it to work, right? Because if you're looking to date other people on this app, there needs to be other people on the app. Right now, you have 1,000 beta testers. How many of those beta testers are daily active users? Yes, absolutely. So density is integral for approach. And that's why we're focusing our launches and our marketing efforts in denser you know, city populations to start, hoping that eventually we can grow into some more rural areas. And then we would also expand our radius when we get into more real, rural areas so that you'd be able to see people a little bit farther away. So go back to your question. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, all good. So, so the question is, you have this like chicken and egg problem because you need critical mass for your app to work. So one of the cool things is this is a, a problem that kind of Facebook had, right? But when Facebook, when they first started building out their company, they weren't thinking Facebook. They weren't thinking it was an app for everyone. The very small, like critical problem that they were trying to solve was how do we get other Harvard students to meet other Harvard students so they can date each other? And that's it. That was their thing. And because they started with a very small network without thinking about expanding first, they first dominated that very small network. And then once they dominated, then they started thinking about expanding out to other Ivy League schools and then from other Ivy League schools to top 20 schools, etc. So in terms of that chicken and egg problem, this is, I think this is what it sounds like you're starting to do. You're approaching these high dense areas. How many daily active users would you say you have on your app right now? What are some of the challenges that you're seeing in terms of getting this app? Yes. So let me also back up and just say that we launched in July and learned a lot through this launch. There was definitely some problems in our uh, onboarding uh, process that prevented some people from registering on the Android side of it. And so that was just like, that was a learning opportunity for us. We had to go back and revisit our, like we went back to our developers and we were like, we've identified these this, these bugs that were just, on honestly, it was just a lapse in availability of us being able to foresee this problem ahead of time. And so something we learned, we, we put systems in place now so that that won't happen again. But because of that, we had less users that were able to fulfill the user registration process. However, we probably have about 200 to 400, depending on the day. You'll also um, note that the majority of our user, our active user times is on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, when people have the ability, they're not working, so they're out trying to meet people. And so the, the real focus is to get that mass user density in a market before we try to expand it all. And we're doing that first by recruiting our partner businesses, which is a lot more of the sales. We're calling up these businesses and we're, and we're basically, we want to be able to provide them with data, right? So this is why it is going to bring you value to be a partner business with us. We want to be able to tell them how many nudges or connections that we're sending them. So how much revenue, how many people, how many first dates are we bringing to your restaurant? We want to be able to tell them whether or not they're special, that they're offering is effective. Within your five mile radius, the partner businesses that are offering a buy one get one free are getting this many connections. People who are offering a 20% off their bill is getting this many. So we want to make sure that we're providing them value because we want to ultimately, we have two goals here is to connect people in person, but also we want to drive business to these partner businesses. And, and we want to, we're able to provide them value and we're going to bring on as many partner businesses as we can because those are the the connections in the social media that we're going to be able to leverage in order to get that mass population. And then in each market that we launch, we're also hosting one to two weekends of events. So those will be 
post it at our partner business locations across the density, the dense areas of, of pockets that we are launching in. And a lot of them are, if you download the app and go through the onboarding process, you'll get you know a free drink or a free coffee or whatever. We have all sorts of gorilla tote bags and water bottles and all those things too. But the idea is that we're just out in the community right now. We're trying to be visible. There's a lot of buzz because St. Louis is a small, close-knit community and there's it, there's an exciting buzz about having a new startup in town and I think people see a lot of potential in it we know that we have a lot of work to do but the idea and the the mission behind what we're trying to do I think is really enticing to people and people are excited about it and that's the other um, exciting thing about being launching in your in the town that you live in and launching in a market that really values supporting small businesses and supporting startups is that if somebody had a bad experience and wasn't able to fully onboard that first weekend and we put it into the app store they're not going to just write it off forever they're going to come back because they're like oh my gosh this is two women in St. Louis that are trying to create something really cool yes there was a mistake that was made but they're back they fixed it and like now we have really awesome product that that really meets the vision of what I thought it was going to how much traction are you getting from these partner businesses that you have signed up? So it sounds like you have 50 partner businesses signed up for this beta launch that you just had. And mm -hmm. how much traction are you getting from them? And how are you measuring whether that campaign is working? So we, let me think about my answer here. We, we are providing editing oh, skills. Ahead, we have editing skills. So yeah, don't. I do. that's why I was like, I want to make sure I'm saying this the right way. Yeah, I might, yes. We might actually just publish that anyway, because people like hearing those little kind of quirks. It's true. Like I have to think too. We're a human. Yeah. Yeah. And public so, speaking is hard. It's like really difficult. It is. It is. Yeah. It's something I'm definitely improving on. Like I'm taking all the interviews that I can get right now because it's important. You got to one, like you're not going to get better at it until you do it more, more frequently. And two, just it's great practice. And every time I walk away from something like this, I learn so much. And the amount of time that I spend reflecting after a piece like this is just really cool. And the next one will be that much better. Yeah, so, well, you're, you're doing a great job. Thank you, I appreciate it. So back to your traction question. So all of our partner businesses are posting, we're providing them social media content that they're posting on their social media feeds pretty regularly. And they are currently right now, because we're in such early phase, they are currently manually tracking the amount of connections that we're sending to them. But we don't have the software built into our app yet where we're able to go on the back end. We can tell how many connections we've had, sorry. We can tell them how many connections that we've sent them, but they're tracking the amount of revenue that we're bringing. I think we probably get about two to three new partner businesses um, a week. Right now they're just trickling in and honestly it's word of mouth through the business owner community here in St. Louis. We recently had a really big exciting win where we brought on all the partner businesses in Ballpark Village, all the hospitality businesses. The Ballpark Village is right outside of the Cardinal Stadium uh, in downtown St. Louis. And it's just a really big scene for people to go out and spend time. There's a, an outdoor venue where you can have a drink or just listen to the ball game outside, which is great for COVID right now, particularly. So we just brought on, I think, about 10 partner businesses through that relationship with Ballpark Village. And honestly, the amount of engagement that we have through our social media platforms with our partner businesses. So we're primarily using Instagram just because that's where our target market's mostly focusing their social media presence on. And we will tag, we'll tag and post things about our partner businesses and they're constantly reposting all of our content and then people are commenting on it and they're engaging with it. And that just tells us that people are seeing it from both our end 
and they're in. Yeah, a lot I can of, give you no, it's, it's, it's quite all right. A, a lot of founders that I actually work with, they struggle with trying to get traffic from Instagram. Has that been working for you at all? Or if not, what are your thoughts on it? So I think Instagram is a beast, <laughs> first off. It's a really, it is an amazing tool. And from a business perspective, people are looking for content from friends and family. They're looking for memes <laughs> and they're looking to like, have a, a very brief snapshot of, of news and that's that's what they're looking through in their feed and our instagram strategy right now is to create visibility so we want to put a buzz in everybody's ear right now that they've heard of approach and so when we go to you know all the different pockets of town and they see that approach is there now they've seen it twice you know what i mean and we probably have five or six hundred followers which is not it's not a crazy amount at all. And we basically started using our Instagram account in February of this year. And we realized that the amount of traffic that we have and comments and engagement that we have is pretty low, but, but, but the numbers that we're seeing in the amount of visibility, so like people are reposting our stuff. And when our partner businesses post and promote, they create promotions for us and through us. That's where we're getting a large amount of visibility and people are, they're seeing our name and that's what we want. We want our brand to be visible and seen. And so that the second time that people see it, they're like, what is it? I want to be a part of it. Are you able to collect this customer information so you can retarget? It for in Instagram or what? Can you rephrase yeah, so, your question? For, so, so for your Instagram strategy right now, because it sounds like most of your focus is on Instagram. So you have all these different brands that are doing these different content. And you, essentially right now, your first phase that you're trying to do is getting brand awareness. Are you able to collect data from these people? The reason why I ask is because a lot of founders, what they do is they will focus on just brand awareness. But... Just like you mentioned, it's just not about the first touch, it's about the second touch and the third touch. What happens is when you're just doing that through advertising alone, getting those touches in can get very expensive. But the way to cheapen that touch is after you get the first touch, then you collect their information right away. That way, next time when you reach out to them, you don't have to use it on other people's platforms like Instagram. You can actually you actually have an asset where you can start approaching your people, retargeting them in a much cheaper way because you already have their information. So just wondering if you're collecting, because I know you already have 1,000 people on your list and from your Instagram strategy, are you able to funnel these people through so you can start retargeting them? No, we haven't actually. That's a great, it's a great suggestion. Originally when we were doing, pushing our, pushing for beta user signups, that was when we, we were doing the majority of our information collecting. And so absolutely, we, that's a, an area of opportunity for sure. All right. What, where do you see approach in the next 12 months? So if we're following our projections and where we want to be, our goal is to launch in Kansas City in March and in Nashville in like late summer, early fall of 2022. So we want to be in a total of three markets. We want to have our app fully developed um, to the vision that we currently have. Obviously, things are ever changing and that's the beauty and the excitement of being an entrepreneur and creating a new product. So we're not stuck on our current vision, but we want to have that fully built out um, before we launch in Kansas City in March. So that's kind of where we are at right now, where we're really focusing most of our efforts and our time and energy and, and finances on getting that to that point. And then we just want to start building traction. Kansas City is St. Louis's sister city. We already have a really good connection with the partner businesses. Ballpark Village has a sister location in Kansas City called Power and Light. So we already have a really good connection in a dense population. And so that's what our goal is. 
I have a visitor. That's what our goal is in terms of the markets that we want to enter. But our main goal is that we want to have over 20,000 users on the user side. And we want to have over, sorry, I lost my train of thought, over 2,000 oh, okay. partner for, for businesses. Those, yeah, for those that can't see the video that are just seeing the, um, that are just hearing the audio, it's like the cutest unicorn just popped up. Here's, here's it, you know what the funny thing is? Rari actually has a unicorn outfit. Oh, I they, had. they should put it on. They could be matching. Yeah, that would have been so <laughs> awesome. This is my but, five-year-old daughter, Josephine, and it's bedtime. So we are, and it's our, she just is starting kindergarten. So it's been a big week for us, but... Our, Looks like Josephine's ready to go to sleep. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. All right. So, Allison, one year from now, you see yourself growing, start starting to branch out into these different cities. You've been able to do this with, you're a full-time mom, you're a single mom, you, are, you have a full-time job. How are you actually managing your time? <laughs> That's a good question. No, I, I, I was actually reading your podcast portfolio before we got on here and the the hypomaniac really stuck out to me because that's how I function as a person. I am around the clock. My brain is thinking about approach. And so I think that's to my advantage because otherwise I don't think I would be where I am now. The other thing is that I love what I, all the things that I'm doing. So I'm still teaching full time and I'm an athletic director and I am so passionate about that. I think it's a great opportunity to like truly change the lives of my students. So that work doesn't necessarily feel like work all the time. It is, but, and so I think that allows me to, because I'm, it's not draining and because it's something that's life-giving to me, it allows me to also share that life-giving space, especially with approach, because it is like my true passion and something that I think about around the clock. I wake up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. most mornings and my brain has already started before I'm even fully awake. And so my time, my time is basically really planned out. If you ask me to hang out, I'm like, probably looking at late October, <laughs> unfortunately. We but... talk about approach, then you'll probably want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, I could probably squeeze yeah. you in. Uh, and I really have every minute of my day planned out. And I'm also a very spontaneous and flexible person. So I try really hard to leave room for that. And that's just part a piece of me that has to be there in order to be happy. And I also very much prioritize exercise and cooking and good eating because those are the things that like make me feel happy and feel well-rounded. And I think that sticking to my true priorities, whether it's like maybe one thing doesn't get done, but I got a good run in. And so I'm able to function better. My brain's operating on full capacity rather than not feeling my true self. And so I think knowing what really makes me tick and executing those pieces has really allowed me to manage all of the different buckets and all the all different hats that I'm constantly wearing. But it is hard, it is hard. And being a single mom is extremely difficult. Obviously I wouldn't have it any other way. What kind of advice would you have out there for other people that are in your similar situation, but they don't have these hypomanic qualities and they're just trying to make their dreams come true? It's funny because that's the question I get most, I get asked most frequently is like, how, why? Like we had this idea and you just have to do it. If you have a, an idea, if you have a passion, if there's something that you want in your life, you have to do it. You have to find a way, you have to... Um, stay up really late or wake up really early or ask for help, whatever that looks like. It's got to be a decision that you make and then you have to start taking steps to make it happen. Nobody's going to do it for you. This idea would have died a long time ago if I had stopped. It is, it's just what, if you want something, you have to go and get it. And if you see an opportunity or if you see a gap, if you see something that um, brings value to other people, then, you know, we all need to say yes. 
Allison, I have, I actually have one more question for you and you where if more people want to get in touch with you and learn more about approach, where can they find you? But before I ask you this one question, I'm not sure if I should ask it or if we should skip it because it seems like you have other things that you need to take care of. I'll let you take the direction. Will you give me five oh. more minutes and I'll come up and read you a book? Okay. We, how about you go lay down with Bubba and I'll come up in five minutes. Okay. Okay. Go on up. I'll come up and read you a story. Okay. And let Jojo know that she made the podcast. And you're going to be on this, okay, Jojo? You're going to be on this. Uh, you're going to be on a podcast. You're famous now. Yes. Will you go upstairs and I will come up in just a minute, okay? All right, thank you. I think we got five minutes. Okay, sounds good. So, Allison, in your journey, I am pretty sure that you've had you've come across people that are haters, that are naysayers, that tell you that you can't do this. How do you handle those situations? Hold on. Okay, go upstairs and take this up. Or how do you handle situations when, you know, people are demanding bedtime, like right now? (laughs) That's when you start, that's when you start multitasking. We're going to get told no, we're going to get shot down, we're going to, people are going to question the integrity, or people are going to question whether or not this is going to be successful. And that's really normal, right? Like, people want to... I am on the middle of a meeting. I need five minutes. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Oh my gosh. Child is incessant. Um, no, this is awesome. This is like <laughs> what we live for. <laughs> Great. I hope this is content because this is my life. It is also a very, it is very much bedtime, but it and is really worth it. It is really what, worth it to me to be here. So, you know, what you're just going through. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, was going to say what you're going through is faced by pretty much every single household. And just by yeah. hearing that and hearing how calm and cool you are about it, I think that says a lot. So, you know what? My my kids, um, it's fun because they ask about the app. They're like, Mom, is this your company? Is this your app? Is this your business? And it's, I feel really honored to be able to say I'm starting something. Like I had an idea and I'm getting to build it. And they see Riley, who's like an auntie to them, come over and we're working way after they go to bed. And they get to see that like I was I created something and I had an idea and I built it whether or not they realize it now and it's like five minutes what they're gonna have to watch on the iPad I think it's something that ultimately is going to show be really cool for them when they grow up and they can really like see the impact of what hopefully what their mom did (laughs) yeah that sounds like an amazing feeling just being that role model being that leader Allison if people want to learn more about you your journey and also about approach dating where can they Yes, I'm on LinkedIn. My profile is Allison Cousins and Instagram. You can find us at approach, at approach dating. We also have a website at approachdating.com. And those are the pretty, those are the, my main platforms of communication right now. But yeah, I really hope people go check it out. I think because it is a product that has to be already entered in your market, it's going to be interesting to see how we grow. Like it's, uh, it is possible to use the app in all markets, whether or not they're partner businesses. And so that's what we truly hope to happen is that organic growth will start to happen um, as we enter new markets or expand outside in the peripherals of our already established markets. There's no reason for, if you're in New York or if you're in California, not to check it out right now, but know that the idea of bringing on those partner businesses and providing safe places for you to meet new people and for you to connect in person is, it's coming. Like that's our vision. We wanna be everywhere in a couple years or sooner, hopefully. <laughs> okay. What's one reason that someone should download your app right now? Because you want genuine and authentic connection. You're tired of messaging. Nobody wants to spend their time on their phone. I want to meet somebody. I want to do it. I want to have an authentic and engaging conversation. And whether or not it goes anywhere romantically, I've still spent my time wisely. 
I've still probably made a good a personal connection. And the like one of the biggest indicators of life longevity is social connectivity. And so whether or not you were successful in finding your romantic partner, you're still creating an opportunity for you to connect in person with somebody else, which is like ultimately what our human body needs. And that's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of like giving people a chance, like that chemistry in person is totally different from just swiping left and right. And I think like what your app is doing in terms of this whole nudge function, it's like taking this whole speed dating scene, slowing it down and then just widening it out to the rest of the world. So pretty yeah. cool. All right, Allison, thank you so much. And yeah, if, if people are uh, interested in approach dating, go check Allison out. Allison's doing some amazing things. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next episode.